everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. My name is Steve, and uh, here we are at episode 171, entitled Nindies Galore. Nindies all over the place. But it's no joke. Even though it is April 1st, no joke here. Uh, we, we got a lot of Nindies to talk about from the Nindies Showcase, uh, but I am not alone. I am joined with the regular podcast crew of uh, Greg and Barry. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Good. How's it going, everyone? Good, good. Ready to talk about this stuff with you and also with Barry. So, hey, Barry, how's it going? Doing well. How's everyone out there? Doing great. And, uh, yeah, like we said, there's a lot to talk about with the Nindies and everything. Um, but uh, before we jump into any of that, we just want to welcome you guys. Welcome those of you that are in the chat uh, as well. I, I'm just going to call you a hippie because I have no idea how to pronounce your uh, the first name there. Um, tie-dye. I guess. Oh, it's tie-dye. I I can't read apparently, um, but uh, tie dye hippie is in there, and then Javery Jefferson's in there. Uh, a couple other guys just uh, join us in the chat. We love uh, hearing from you guys in the chat and seeing what you uh, think about all the stories that we we talk about and everything. So be sure if you're uh, watching later, make sure you tune in live uh, on the on the uh, on YouTube so you can actually join in the chat. And we love uh, getting your feedback. You can always give us feedback on social media. Just follow us on uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group as well. Just search for Nintendo Fuse and you should be able to find us. Um, you can send in questions to podcast at nintendofuse.com and we'd love to interact with you guys in the future. Um, but uh, yes, no, Jakester, uh, no April Fools. We, we're just all here. Um, you know, I thought about actually doing something like a, you know, welcome to like Sega Fuse. But um, yeah, I decided, you know, let's just let's keep it all, all, all good tonight. Um and uh, that way you guys know, you know, from here on out, we're not going to be joking around. We're going to be talking about serious stuff on April 1st uh, here. And uh, we, yeah, like we said, we love for you guys to join in. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And uh, we'd love to uh, get you to hit that bell as well so you can be alerted every new, every time we uh, post a new video or go live or anything like that on YouTube. And also, uh, if you're an audio listener, thanks for, so much for tuning in. And you can... Also subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, but before we before we jump into the news, before we talk about the Nindies and everything, we love to talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, how about Barry? Let's let's go to you first uh, instead of kind of change up the the order a little bit tonight. Uh, Barry, what what you been playing? Uh, I wish I could tell you. I've been playing a whole lot, but uh, I really haven't been playing a lot of titles uh, on the mobile end. I'm I'm still doing uh, you know Pokemon Go every day and and uh, Dragalia Life, uh, Dragalia Life, Dragalia Lost. Um, that that I've been it's playing heavily. Uh, it is it is kind of um, they've been doing. Uh, they just did a a, a nice Dragalia Direct kind of deal. Uh, they called it Dragalia Digest, where it was like a short little video talking about the six month anniversary. Uh, they're bringing in a whole bunch of new stuff, new changes, new updates, um, and and at the end, there's actually a crossover with Greg's favorite game of all time, Fire Emblem Heroes, coming to Dragalia Lost, which is really nice to see Nintendo's two biggest, uh, you know, uh, mobile titles actually doing a crossover. I don't know if there's going to be something on the Fire Emblem side as well, but I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, and then other than that, like I got Yoshi. I really wanted to play Yoshi. It's still sitting on my kitchen table, ready to go. Like I want to play it. And I haven't had time because of Final Fantasy XIV. I've been spending so much time there, meeting new friends, talking, setting up our company and working everything out and just having a lot of fun. Uh, greatest group of people I've ever met. Like 
outside of you guys, like it's awesome, and I'm so happy there. So, Steve, I know you said you were going to join. Uh, you haven't joined yet. Come on, I'm waiting for you. That's that's true. I I've been quite busy, and actually, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you now. In terms of what I've been playing, is has been a little bit of Rocket League, and that's about it. I also have Yoshi, but uh, it's it's in my Switch, but I haven't actually played it yet. So um, I put it in there, and then I had to. I ran out of time and had to get ready for the podcast tonight. So I actually haven't haven't played it either. But so was that was that all you uh, you been playing? Yeah, that that's it for me. I mean, it's it's uh, just taking up a lot most of my time when I when I've had time to sit there. Uh, so unfortunately, like I, there's so many games I want to play, and there's only more coming out, and it's just the backlog is just building. <laughs> it's building. I'm literally surrounded by games at this point. Like no joke. Like like I could just oh, look. There's another Switch game. Just pull it right here. Literally, I'm surrounded by Switch games. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, uh, I guess Hudson was right behind. Oh, he said April Fools. Ah. Uh, he got us. Um, I thought he was right behind us, but I guess not. Uh, he, Josh, uh, not Yoshi, Hassan. His name is Hassan. He's playing Yoshi, but he's only played the first level. Um, so a lot of us, we have the game, hasn't actually played it. Greg, have you have you actually played the game more than us? Uh, yes, I'm in the league. I'm going to beat you all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I'm tied with Hassan. I only did the first level um, earlier today. So um, I was hoping to get second level in but since i kind of missed a few things in the first level i replayed it to get everything to get my 100 percent going so yeah i do enjoy 100 percenting the yoshi games that are i like the challenge that it provides and collecting every single thing in there so yes the first level is 100 percent for me but um so far i really liked it i the one thing that was kind of off is, is they changed like the tongue and the jump buttons around i feel so it's like i'm like kind of like stopped up at times because i think it's like um why is tongue as opposed to b so or, or something like that it, or the other way around it just interesting felt a little bit weird like trying to make them either like use the tongue motion or jump so just felt backwards but a little adjustment for me yeah i'm like looking at the the box and it, it looks like the uh the b button is tongue but why is not even used at all that seems oh yeah maybe yeah that's, Maybe that's like weird. Or something, yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you like it so yeah. far? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The first level is very cool. The storyline is as bare bones as you imagine. Kamek and Baby Bowser just show up and start to, uh, they want something and they can't have it. And Yoshi's got to go on an adventure to <laughs> get it back. So nice. The normal, uh, everything you can expect without the Baby Mario part of it. So. Hmm. The Yoshi games as of late. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it myself. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, I hit the top of the tier. I'm a tier 21. I'm with all the whales that are spending millions of dollars on this game. So I'm now up there with all the people that spend way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's getting kind of difficult because their units are much stronger than mine, but it's still very fun and very challenging, and I still enjoy playing on a daily basis. So hurrah for me meeting the big boys at the top of the ladder. So I'm Congratulations, Greg. Like ranked like top 3,000 players in the Aether Raids mode. So okay. Very nice. Congratulations. Thanks. 
Uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat. It looks like um, Hudson's also been playing a lot of uh, the new Power Rangers game on Switch. And uh, let's see. He he said it's really fun. Uh, the battle system is nice, and he liked that it's a budget title, so it's affordable. The main downside is it's 3v3, and there are only nine characters right now. So, yeah, that, that seems like a little bit of a downside, but uh, glad it's fun. Um, goes back to Smash and Mario Kart and Fortnite as usual. Uh, looks like um, Jigster's been playing Animal Crossing Pocket, and uh, he hasn't got to play A Link to the Past again. And um, there's actually a lot more chat than I'm used to, so it's like it's flying by. I can't see it all. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can converse. Tell us uh, what you're what you're talking about, but slow it down so I can read it all. Uh, <laughs> um yeah so we've been a little bit uh slower um i just let's say like there's there's a lot of been things been going on as as you can tell as we were talking about games we've been playing we haven't um also been uh you know as active on on our youtube or on the site lately we've uh kind of taken some time away and, and to get a lot of things done in our personal lives and everything so if you've been like frequenting nintendofuse.com and wondering hey what's what's with all the you know the lack of of news and and reviews and stuff uh over the last week or so uh we do apologize for that but uh we'll be back very very soon with a lot more uh content um we do have some new writers and things like that so we're really excited about that on the team um but uh yeah are you guys working on anything in particular any any reviews or or uh or stuff that uh that you're particularly excited about um you want to tell the audience about before we move on to the news maybe a, a, a game review or something that's uh will be posted pretty soon um, I'm working on uh, Battle Princess Madeline review, um, and I doing. I need to do a treasure stack game chat. I still need to set that up. Uh, it's an interesting title, um, but other than that, I, I haven't even had time to to do anything. <laughs> I wish I could do more. It's, uh, yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still need to play Twelve as the new six. I've had the code for I don't know like two, three weeks I already downloaded the game, but didn't start it up. I need to start playing it so we can do me and Steve can do the game chat, maybe have a surprise guest, Jeremy, if he's able to play too, but mm, be cool. Yeah. I, I, I uh, had actually all intentions to play RBI 19 uh, over the last couple of weeks and it did not happen. So, um, Man, life life's been crazy the last couple of weeks for for all of us. It seems like so. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get some more stuff out uh, to all you guys really soon, and uh, you don't have to be um, waiting much longer. Um, but uh, let let's talk about uh, the day of today. It is April Fool's Day, and uh, it's a day that I often like to refer to um, as "Stay Off the Internet Day." Um, because you never know what's true and what's not true. And there's been days, uh, there's been years past where I have gotten fooled and, uh, and I hate it every time because I, I hate, uh, just being pranked. Um, some it's, I, I enjoy pranking other people, uh, but, uh, I hate being pranked myself. I hate being fooled. And so often I I've read something online. I've watched a video and go, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, 
are you serious? It's fake. So, um, so I typically stay off the internet as much as I can on April fool's day. Uh, but it seems like this year there weren't as many pranks. I haven't seen as many, uh, jokes or anything go around, especially in the gaming world. Um, but, uh, were there any of the ones that, uh, you did see that you were like, you know what, that was really cool today. Um, or, or maybe it really got you, uh, anything you, you guys, uh, the kind of brought to your attention as we talk about April fool's jokes today, Greg, I knew there were a couple that, uh, that kind of grabbed your attention. Yeah. The fire emblem heroes one that, uh, Nintendo officially published, they did like a spoof, uh, summoning video of like new units available and they made the unit, um, like Faye the Messenger Owl, which includes a couple of her actual voice lines that I know Steve oh, absolutely adores. So awful. If that if that actually happened, that would be secured me to never play that game ever. <laughs> well, yeah, they purposely made the unit absolutely ridiculous. It has like nine hundred ninety nine HP, ninety nine, like attack, defense, resistance, speed. <laughs> it's like unit always attacks first or whatever, and like opponent never can counter or attack it and like it's like completely broken and it's like she can attack from any space on the entire battlefield as opposed to just like one or two spaces away so yeah. they obviously made it like super ridiculous so the real joke is that she's in the game but there's just a 0.0001% chance of actually summoning her so spend that money and try <laughs> your luck well no it actually says in the video there's a 0% chance so it's that's rounded down <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm so glad like I, I probably won't play the game ever but uh but if if she was in there man that oh i'm so glad it's not true i just hope she doesn't come to like smash brothers or something at some point that'd be awful <laughs> oh, that'd, be, oh, that'd be awesome I'd, I'd love to hear her taunt she'd be like going like hey! and then steve's like no don't taunt me <laughs> like it'd be all enough to make me stop playing <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know, I know, uh, game explain also, uh, put out, uh, one about, uh, F zero adventure. Um, did you, did you watch that one, Greg? Yeah, I did. It was kind of like a interest. It was like a one or like a one minute trailer. And it was, I don't know like who they had to work on. It was just kind of some interesting footage. I mean, it wasn't like the top notch thing, but it was just basically Captain Falcon driving. And then his car kind of turns into like an, like an airship almost. Cause it's, I think they were trying to take Duke a star, uh, star Fox adventures take on it. So, mm-hmm. cause there's, yeah, it was just kind of like, they were kind of like, Oh, here's a long dead series finally returning in like a new form. And like, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like top notch, but it was, it was pretty decent animation for, yeah. For that. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Jakester mentioned in the, in the chat, did you guys uh, watch the Nintendo direct today? Yeah, there was an Nintendo Direct, right? From yeah. IGN, yeah. got the exclusive. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo yeah. missed the point on sending out the email on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad that everything is coming to Switch. Everything. Literally everything. I mean, come on, Arby's <laughs> versus Denny's. We got to have that. <laughs> Some of them were pretty funny. Yeah, I like that when they did the going through the Zelda, it was like even like the wands of uh, Gamelin, like the faces of evil, like the CDI games. Yeah, but they forgot Zelda's adventure. That's how I knew it was instantly fake. Like, come on, <laughs> if they're going to do all do them, you got to do all three CDI Zelda games. 
<laughs> no, I thought that was like part of the joke. Like maybe that's like the worst one or something, and like they just purposely left that one off. No, no, they they probably purposely left that one off because they didn't do their research. They also missed Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures, and even Zelda One and Two. I mean, come on, if everything is going to be there, well, Zelda well, One and Two are already there. Yeah, they're already there, but they're on. They're not on the same service. They're on the subscription service. <laughs> I love what we're arguing about over a fake thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although it did get my hopes up because it was like, you know what? I think it, it would be cool. And and maybe it's eventually going to happen. Some of those HG remake remakes are going to make their way over there. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if more Zelda games did come over eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, then it got pretty ridiculous. Um, I knew it was fake with, once the Ocarina of Time says, play it again uh, portably for the first time since the Nintendo 3DS remake. And I'm like, yeah, they would never say that. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty great. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how they do like certain pieces. I mean, it's, you can really tell it's like the joke at that point. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. you don't want to be let on for like five minutes <laughs> and be like, oh, by the way, this is... Until all- you see the Arby's one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're great. Uh, did you guys find any other gaming related ones this year? I, I, that's pretty much all I saw. I think. Oh, uh, I saw I saw two others. Um, my favorite was actually from Square Enix, where they released the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Omega uh, Pocket Assistant. Um, and if you haven't seen that, you really do. It's like an Alexa, and uh, instead it's Omega from the Final Fantasy series, and uh, like they're. they're there's like a woman typing and she's like, Oh, Omega, would you send my, my document to, uh, to the cloud so I can, you know, have it for the presentation. And Omega's like, there is a 99.9% chance that your project will fail. So to save you from this, I am terminating your project and deleting all files. And it's like, (laughs) wait, what, what? No. (laughs) And it's, it's pretty funny. It's like two minutes and well worth watching. Um, obviously that's a joke. And the other one I saw, which was actually on the wrong side of, of April Fools that were where it was actually so convincing that it it actually hurt their fans uh, was from First Four Figures. Uh, if you know who they are, they make amazing figures, uh, especially you know they do Nintendo figures. They have a Mario and Yoshi one out now. They do Zelda ones. They've got Metroid ones, along other characters, Sonic and and Okami and other gaming properties, Dark Souls, Crash. Um, but they put um, not a video, but they put out a post on Facebook saying that they were selling out to China. And because China doesn't use Facebook because it's banned there, they were going to be cl- closing their Facebook page. You had to go to Chinese page. All their figures that are four or five hundred dollars would still cost the same, but they would be using cheaper parts. They would be more mass produced. Um, the quality is going to go down. Like all this stuff, and like people were like thought it was real because it was so convincing. They're like, yeah, I just canceled my fourteen pre-orders. You know, like like I just canceled my pre-orders. Like that's it. I'm done with this company. And I was like, you know, like even the guy's father was like sending him text messages. Like, are you serious? What about your your you know your pension? Are you okay? Like, is this the right thing? I think this is stupid. And like, it was just went the polar opposite of what it was supposed to do. And they're doing damage control now because they they pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> oh, that that's unfortunate. That's what happens when you make it a little bit too realistic. Yeah, so. that was way too realistic. I, mean, I know we had like we used to do April Fools on our site, and then yep. like I think there was one that like Alex wrote, and then I think we'd gotten a little bit of flack because it was kind of like close too close to being like real for smash brothers or something i think yeah. right yeah yeah it's it's always tough when you when you 
like you have to walk that line, right? Like you have to be like, it's, I I enjoy the ones that are just funny. Like I don't, I don't really, like I said, I I hate getting fooled. That's just a personal thing. Like a lot of other people like that. Um, They just hate getting fooled, but I love a good laugh. Like they're like the square innings thing. That's, that's hilarious. You need to watch Uh, that. It's like two minutes and well worth your time watching that. That is hilarious. And there's other things, there's other jokes. I don't want to spoil it here because it's more funny just for you to, to see them. Nice. Yeah, and that's why I thought the Fire Emblem Heroes one was good because that's just was way too ridiculous. It wasn't obviously meant even in close. I mean, I thought that's why it was hysterical. They even had like the owl was just like doing like all these different animations and yeah, that's funny. Uh, so, thinking about uh, previous um, April Fool's days and everything, uh, what are, do you guys uh, remember? Maybe, maybe some of your favorite ones from the past at all. My favorite would be the Legend of Zelda movie from IGN from God, probably like 10 years ago or whatever it was, because it was so convincing. And I'm like, oh, this is legit. And then when I saw that, I was like, no. And I still continue to rewatch that trailer over and over, praying like, if I watch this 50 times, maybe you'll become real. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. I actually didn't watch it on April Fool's. I watched it like months later and it got me. Because like I didn't expect anything weird, you know, after it, and uh, yeah, I actually I remember sending it to a friend. I was like, "Check out the new Zelda," game. <laughs> and then I, like later, I'm like, um, "Yeah, never mind about that. That was totally fake. Oops, sorry." Um, yeah, <laughs> but it was so well done, though. Uh, Greg, you yeah. get any uh, for, uh, favorite ones from the past? Yeah, I think it was actually um, last year. I think there was like a company that did like a. I hate being a broken record here, but a Fire Emblem Heroes one, but it was like a special version of Alexa or something. And it was like, Alexa, play me some music or whatever. And they would play like songs from Fire Emblem Heroes. And then it was like, oh, Alexa, like what time is it? And then like character be like, oh, it's time to battle. And like, it was just like all these like random like quotes just like in, I was like, oh, Alexa said an alarm. And then it's like, even it got like a fey YouTuber to be like, hey, nerds. And like, I don't know, they just, had all sorts of like unusual references to the game and like music and stuff. And it was just really funny the way they incorporate that within Alexa. So nice. Uh, going to the chat, it looks like uh, I am awake, which is who's uh, Brandon, and it's one of our newest contributors. And uh, he said the GameStop ventriloquist, ventriloquist uh, for the Wii back in the day. I actually don't remember that one. Do you guys remember that one? No, I don't. No, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to have to look that up later. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's been so many good ones and, uh, I, I usually love, uh, Google's. Did you guys see what Google yes. did today at all? Today. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't looked into it yet. Um, what was it? I, I didn't see it today, but I, it. some of the ones yeah. in the past were great where, you know, they're Pokemon. Let's open it right now. I, I forgot to do it. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if I missed it cause it's, it just looks normal, but. Yeah, I think the yeah the Pokemon and Google Maps and everything those are always good because because it's not just a it's not just a joke sort of thing that's actually kind of a <clears throat> built in game and it just kind of changes things up and those are always those are always really fun to uh, yeah to take I know in. I know they've done like a Dragon Warrior version of like the map and like they've also had um, they changed their name to like Topeka Kansas or something <laughs> <laughs> oh that reminds me there are two other. Uh, jokes or a couple others i was just alerted that the game ingress apparently they changed everyone's icon to uh buttered toast um <laughs> the uh pokemon go has it right now where like you can catch smurgle by taking pictures with your pokemon 
but for today only, uh, you can take pictures with your Pokemon. Instead, you'll either have Ash appear from the cartoon or Ash, uh, Pikachu with Ash's hat. And then afterwards, when you back out, a Pikachu with Ash's hat will appear and you can catch it. And that could happen up to five times. Huh. Uh, so that's actually an April Fool's that there's functionality to it. And then Fire Rim, uh, Fire, uh, Dragalia Lost booting up actually started off and it was like oh yeah the, the game was like almost like fake to be erased and instead it became like a, a 2d shooter with uh with the the fairy as the main character and you're like going through this 2d level like doing a shmup kind of deal uh and afterwards when you beat it it's like oh yeah this was our april fools thing play this game as much as you want today and they gave us a bunch of bonus rewards for april fools but it like it literally like loaded up like you didn't even get to choose anything it was like oh yeah the, the game's changed like now it's just this this is this is what the game's become <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, so April Fools. If you're going to do jokes on people, just just have fun. Don't be don't be kind of crazy. Don't don't make people you know think you're selling your company to, to China. That's that's just going to mess mess everything up. And uh, just have fun. Just have fun. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a question for you guys. I, I I think I know the answer, but I forget. Uh, I know I know Barry's Barry's an Amazon Prime, right? Yes. 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 And Greg, you, get, you know Amazon Prime. Yep. All right. So that, which by extension means you're also Twitch Prime members. Do you guys uh, ex- ex- enjoy the the Twitch um, benefits of being a Prime member at all? I uh, haven't done anything with Twitch Prime to be honest with you. Anything, Greg? <laughs> yeah, anything I, here? I didn't even know anything about like this Twitch Prime through Amazon Prime. So that's news well, to me. <laughs> well. Let me tell you, maybe soon, maybe soon, you actually will pay attention because apparently Nintendo's getting in on the game. Now, a lot of times your your Twitch Prime benefits involve uh, some maybe free games or some in-game loot to to some other PC games, and that's always cool. And uh, I think the first one, I first saw this come through my, my press release in the email, and I thought... Oh man, that's cool! Nintendo's getting in on this. Maybe I can get some uh, loot boxes for Rocket League or something in in Nintendo Switch, and I was really excited. Um, but then I was I was hit by something that was a little uh, unexpected. Is that uh, if you are a Twitch Prime member, you can actually sign up for a full year of Nintendo Online service. So uh, yeah, you should have gotten an email, um, or you can go to their website as well, and you sign up for three months. Uh, in the beginning, and during that three-month period, you can then sign up for another nine months of, of free Nintendo online service, and you can add this on to your already existing um, service. So if you're already a member, you already uh, you know have a Nintendo online, um, you can actually add this on. And so for you've been you know let's say you got six months left on your full year, you can actually get another whole year on there uh, altogether. Um, Does that? What, what about for family plans? Because like it doesn't family include plan. family plans. So yes. Yeah, so right now it's only individual <laughs> plans, uh, which I, I I was interested in that too. I was like, man, I like let's look into this and then the fine print is like, oh. This is not applied to family plans, so it's only individual plans. Oh. Uh, but it is interesting. I never really saw this coming. Um, but uh, Barry, other than the uh, the disappointment, it's not for uh, family plans. Uh, what do you think of this uh, little partnership between Nintendo and Amazon here? I mean, I think it's. I think any partnership like this is a good idea. It's publicity, and you know, there's a famous saying: "There's no such thing as bad publicity." Uh, this is good publicity. It's good for those that are 
thinking about trying it. I mean, it, it is $20 a year, which isn't that great. And we already know Nintendo online isn't that great. But uh, that's a story for another day. But yeah, to get it, you know, it's, it's great for somebody who, you know, they have one Switch and they, they're interested in maybe giving it a shot. I mean, why not? If you already have the service, you pay for three months. What is three months? Like less than six bucks, five bucks or something like that. Um, and you're going to get a full year for five bucks. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Uh, but not including family plans is a real, real, like, even if they said we can only give you, uh, you know, five months or something like that with the family plan, something, uh, it, it's really disappointing for, for Nintendo fans that have that because the people with family plans means they have more than one switch. If they've got more than one switch, they've already given you an extra $300. I think they can afford giving us an extra, like, what, $13 in, in Nintendo Online for free for already being an Amazon Prime member, which alone is a $100 fee. So it's like, come on, Nintendo, you know, like, don't punish us for having more than one switch. If we already gave you more, we shouldn't be punished for it. That's true. Yeah. Greg, what do you think about this? Yeah, that's very interesting. At least I know you can add on to it because I might be like, oh, let's get my next year uh, on board already. So so that's definitely really cool, and I'll look more into that probably uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, one of the things that I'm, I'm interested in is is if I can use it. So I know you can share your Prime account with family members, but does do each of those family members on your Prime account also get – a year of Nintendo online. That's if so then I could add my wife on my Nintendo account and be able she'd be able to get it like like the other day when I was playing uh Tetris 99 and she really wanted she really wanted to play but she had to play on my account because I actually don't have a family account with her um also having Nintendo online. So if she could use the family plan from Amazon Prime, <laughs> the Twitch Prime to also use the another individual account on my Nintendo online service, which gets really confusing. But if that worked out, that'd be awesome because uh, I'd get a, her a, a full year on that as well. But um, yeah, I, th- I think what they're saying in the chat, I think it only extends like I'm, I technically have Amazon prime, but I don't um, because my wife actually has Amazon prime. So I'm actually on her plan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't even know that like Amazon Prime like had like the family thing until like I think a year or two ago, and then I was like, Oh, really? No, no. We knew for years. Yeah, yeah. And not only I share it with my wife, but I also share it with my business account as well. So like, it's like anywhere I like link it together, um, you can use the same benefits, which comes in handy for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's one of the best things about Amazon Prime, and I, I wish Nintendo did things like that. Like here, you could share with other people. I mean, I'd be happily pay you know thirty dollars a year um, for Nintendo Online if you could share it with two or three people. I mean, I'm already paying thirty five for Family Plan for two, so why not pay only thirty instead? But right. like, they should do something like that because it's all about encouraging other people. And you know, there are there are families out there. Who you know their their husband and wife both have switches and they have like two kids and they each have their own switch because it's so portable, and and then you know you got to get two family like you shouldn't punish people for getting more than one system especially when that system is three hundred dollars you just shouldn't you should be rewarding those people because they gave you more money than you would normally get from a one switch household. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
All right. Well, if you, uh, yeah, if you have Twitch Prime, go ahead and, and sign up. Why not? I mean, it's it's free. And uh, it's kind of like all the, the loot boxes and other stuff. A lot of times I actually cash in my stuff, even if I don't have the game, because I'm mean, like, you're giving it to me for free. Maybe eventually I will get the game and uh, then I'll be able to play it um, and uh, and have some free stuff. So, yeah, make sure you, you check out those those Twitch uh, Twitch Prime benefits because it's, it's great. Um, all right. Well, back now to the, the big news of this podcast. Last podcast episode, we talked about how there was an indie showcase coming. And uh, we, made, we made some predictions. We didn't really have much. We didn't really know what was going to be shown off. But then on March 20th, uh, we, we got shown quite a bit. And uh, we, I'll save the big one to the last uh, because I think that's, that's also what Nintendo did. But uh, there was a big one they started off with as well. And that's that Cuphead is actually coming to the Nintendo Switch um, very, very soon on April 18th. You'll actually be able to play Cuphead on your Switch. And uh, if you haven't played this yet, if you don't have it on PC or Xbox, um, this is a, a cartoon-like game. Um, Cuphead like sells his soul to the devil, and he's gonna like and the devil's after him, and it's this this whole like side-scrolling adventure. And it's very, very like old-style, like cartoony. It's really cool graphics. I have not played it yet, but uh, now that it's coming to Switch, this this is my chance. Um, I do know that they 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 changed the graphics just a little bit. Um, it seems like they've taken off the the kind of the haze sort of effect that, that was on uh, the other consoles. But um, to me, it actually looks better without it. It, it like pops off the screen. Um, however, some people have played it, and the loading times are considerably more on Switch. But, uh, but what do you guys think about Cuphead actually coming to the Nintendo Switch with the help of Microsoft actually getting on there. Greg, what do you think about this? Well, I think it's incredible that they're able to work with Microsoft of all things, just to keep this going forward. Cause obviously Minecraft was, uh, started like that as well. So this is definitely a welcome change to have more games available. I did watch the first uh, preview trailer and it does look like it's something that I might enjoy. So I, probably might be trying to look up to get a review copy or just flat out buying it when it comes out in just like two three weeks so definitely very excited and looks like it'll be a lot of fun and very challenging and really do enjoy those kind of like a action platformers so kind of reminded me a lot like the classic chip and dale game but obviously with like guns and more extreme so definitely looks really cool yeah, it's uh, it's from what I've heard, what I've seen, it's an incredibly challenging game, um, and and like people have said in the chat, I think this would be this would be really good for um, Studio M- MDHR um, because uh, there's a lot of Switch uh, consoles out there, and this this could put the game in a lot of people's hands. Um, Barry, what do you think about Cuphead? Have you have you played it before? Barry? No, I haven't played it, um, and the reason I didn't get it is because it was digital, and it was on the Xbox One, and Despite the fact that I own an Xbox One, I think I've put a total of like eight hours into my Xbox One, <laughs> and I have a day one edition. Um, I will be getting this, but I will not be getting it when it comes out. Um, they did announce that while it's coming out in just a couple of weeks, there will be DLC being released for it afterwards. And after the DLC, they will be putting out a physical copy that includes everything on the card. And that will be when I pick this game up and probably give it a try. Cool. 
Well, it's exciting that they're uh, that they're doing the physical copy for you then. So you'll finally be able to try it just just a little later than the rest of us. But uh, my backlog is big enough. <laughs> You're surrounded by games, right? I'm literally surrounded by games. <laughs> nice. Based on how they're staying out so hard, it almost sounds like it could be like Cloudberry Kingdom. That was pretty difficult too. But I know that's more completely randomized levels, and this this won't be. But I kind of got like that. Like a, brief image in my mind of reminding me of that game so Cloudberry kingdom i forgot about Cloudberry kingdom that game was difficult yeah yeah i think it uh it's along those lines of some of those really difficult platformers that uh that people have been putting out a lot lately um you know even games like meat boy and and stuff like that that i think uh it's cool to have some challenging really really challenging platformers and uh yeah i'm looking forward to cuphead i think it's gonna be good um, all right, no, it's I know it's already good. It's going to be good that it's on uh, on Switch. So um, let's see. Let's just move down the press release here. Uh, so not in the same order that they they actually went in the in the the showcase itself, but just moving down the press release. Uh, Stranger Things three, uh, the game is coming to Switch, and uh, if I remember correctly, this game has uh, the previous ones have been out on mobile. Um, I don't know if they have, they maybe have a PC release as well. I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, uh, this is the first time they've actually come to switch and, uh, yeah, it's like an older retro style. It fits the retro style of the, of the show itself. Um, and this is based on season three. So it kind of follows along the lines of the, the plot of this season three, and it's going to come, uh, the same day as, uh, season three actually comes out on Netflix on July 4th. Um, what I thought would be really cool is if, and they should have, they should be like, Oh, it's, it's coming out the same day uh, as uh, season three on Netflix. And so is uh, and Netflix has also come on the Nintendo switch. That would have been awesome, but no, they didn't do that. Um, and uh, so all we get is stranger things three, the game, not the season on, on Nintendo switch. Greg, are you a stranger things fan? I am. <clears throat> I've really enjoyed the first two seasons of the show, so we've already been caught up and been watching them as they've been released. So we'll definitely be watching the show. I don't know how much I'll have to see the actual like trailer for the game to see if it'd be worth getting. But as most people know, usually when TV shows and movies go into game form, typically the quality is nowhere near where you would expect it to be. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I'll be watching this one closely just, just to see kind of what the game would be about and if it would even be remotely enjoyable to pick up. So yeah. usually it's mostly risky adventure with most of the time being on like a worse than like actually watching the movie or TV show. So I don't know all those those TV and and video or, and uh, movies to games they're always great. I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. <laughs> yeah, especially Goldeneye. You know, <laughs> that's all pretty fun. much the only exception, right? <laughs> no, right? That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> I mean, it's, the Harry Potter games weren't terribly bad, but I mean, they could have been a lot better, though. But that's true. I like all the Lego remakes; those are all great, for sure. Uh, Barry, you uh, Stranger Things? You gonna yes. be uh, picking this up? Uh, yeah, I'm a big Stranger Things fan. We both uh, love it here. And uh, it's one of those things where I uh, I probably won't play the game. Uh, not that it looks bad because it actually looks good. But like we'll be watching the season. I don't know if we'll watch it exactly on that day or that weekend or, or throughout the week. But uh, I know when I finish 
I'm not sure if I'm going to go back into the game uh, because I don't know what's going to be happening. I mean, there's so many games coming out this summer, and that's happening after E3. So I don't know what's going to be there. So honestly, uh, especially with it being digital only right now, uh, I probably will not be picking it up. Um, but if they release it physical, it's got my money, and I may may play around with it then. You know, me and Barry will still be playing Mario Maker. So <laughs> we very well may. You know that that very well could, could take all our time. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll definitely play Mario Maker over this. I, I think it's it's just fun, um, but it seems like they even made it like a big deal. And I'm just like, I don't. It's it's a mobile game that's came over, and I'm not that excited about it. I, I think I may have downloaded the first Stranger Things on my iPhone, but um, I think I may have spent a whole ten minutes playing it, and then I got bored and and moved on to something else. And you know, I, I, it might be okay, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely not for me. Uh, one of the other games that they they mentioned up front uh, was a game called Red Lantern, and this is by Timberline Studios, and uh, this is all about the Iditarod. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with the Iditarod, it's the um, sled dog race, and you're basically uh, trying to survive the Alaskan tundra uh, with a team of your sled dogs, and we don't really know a whole lot about it. It seems kind of like mysterious a little bit. Um, we don't really know exactly how the gameplay is going to, to take place or anything, but uh, you basically have to survive um, there in the Alaskan uh, tundra. And you have to like fend off bears and, and resist frostbite and take care of your dogs and all this sort of thing. Um, it definitely seemed interesting. Um, and actually before last year, if you asked me what the Iditarod was, I probably would have told you're making up things. Um, that's not even a real word. Um, cause I didn't actually hear the word Iditarod. Really? Before. I knew sled, sled dog racing, but I actually didn't know that it was called the Iditarod. Dog sled racing, not yeah. sled dog. Sled <laughs> dog racing. No, it's like you put the, the dogs down, right? And the sled pulls you. No. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, dogs, sled, sled, dog sled, any, whatever, you know what I mean? Iditarod. That's a whole now. Now I know what it is, and so I can use that word. Um, but uh, Barry, are you uh, are you interested by this game? Uh, I was very intrigued by this game, and I liked the idea about it. And I was like, as I was watching this, I was like, this looks like something that my wife will really enjoy. And I'm watching the trailer, and then the bear comes, and then I see the bear fighting the dogs, and then I see the bear kill the dogs, and I'm like, yeah, this went from a, a, this is absolutely something my wife will like to. I am not even going to show her this trailer because I know she's going to get pissed off. And I know if she plays a game and that environment, that, that like situation happens, then she will just throw down the controller and say, nope, not playing this anymore. Too much of a dog lover. So, uh, yeah, um, I probably won't be playing this, but I did know of the Iditarod. Uh, I've always actually enjoyed dogs uh, or next time a sled dog racing uh, or dog sled racing. There we go. You got me all confused, Steve. Uh, actually, as a kid, one of my favorite movies was a movie called Iron Will from Disney. And that is actually back when Disney did really good live action children's movies, but it like they didn't pull punches. And if you haven't actually seen Iron Will, I, I do recommend, especially if you're interested in this type of game and like, oh, I'd like to know a little bit more about it. Um, it's it's very similar and probably will give you an idea of what it's going to be like to play this game. And of course, you could actually watch the real thing. Uh, it's, it's actually quite exciting uh, if you look it up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jake's <laughs> Jake's asking an interesting question. He, I think he's a little surprised that your wife doesn't like dog death. 
Who no, does? no. My, my wife, my wife is very big dog person, as am I. But she is very much like you show me an animal being killed, like I do not want to see it. Like you've lost my attention and you're dead to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm this the same way. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I. I don't know if there's anybody that really does like dog death. At least, I mean. You shouldn't. Um, but moving on, it was pretty uh, graphic for a, for a, it's like a cell shaded style game too. Yeah. Like it was not. It, they didn't pull punches in that trailer. Yeah, yeah. it definitely intrigued me because I, I think when they first started talking about, it, I was like, okay, a game based on um, you know that I did a rod doesn't sound that interesting. But all of a sudden, then when they started showing like things went wrong and now you better survive and other things, was like, oh, all right. I I'm definitely intrigued now. Uh, Greg, what do you think about this game? Well, yeah, I'm not really into the, like the survivor type games, so it, I already kind of knew it wasn't for me just from like watching the trailer. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not like a huge like dog fan, but even just kind of seeing that it just still kind of hurts. I mean, I know like when I guess just seeing like any like kind of like household type pets like die, it's like it's never really welcomed. I mean. Wait, almost waiting for like Peter to be like, "What the hell are you guys doing here?" I'm like, it's gruesome too. I mean, like the bear freaking snaps yep. the dog's neck. I was like, "Whoa, what? No!" Yeah, I was like, "What's going on here?" Like, holy cow! I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, those horror and those type games, I'm not really into. So it's an easier pass based on that alone. So. I did like how they had the developer, though, like the director and developer actually talk about it. And I thought that was really cool. Like, I miss when Nintendo did that. Yeah. Did they, yep. was it the same voice? It seemed like she was also the voiceover in the game. It seemed like it, too, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, another game that was introduced by the developers uh, themselves was uh, a game from Double Fine Productions and Bandai Namco uh, together bringing a game called Rad. It's a uh, 3D action roguelike um, set in a post, post-apocalyptic world. That is difficult to say. Um, and uh, as the, the press release says, as a teenage protagonist, uh, players must journey to, into the fallow, an ever-changing procedurally generated wasteland that holds the secrets of the past and answers for the future. And uh, this game looked interesting. There was a lot of like, mutations and, and different things going on there. Um, it was kind of hard like to really get a feel exactly how the game was going on, uh, what was happening there, but it, it was enough to, to make me be intrigued, but at the same time, I still have so many questions exactly what's what's happening in this. Uh, Greg, did you get a chance to check this out? Yeah, it kind of looks like you're one of the middle, like uh, like um, 2D style type Zelda game. I mean, I guess it does have like that almost like the 3D kind of like space. So, um, yeah, I mean, it does seem somewhat interesting. I don't know how much I'll get into it, but yeah, I like did like seeing like the three little triangles like in their um, <laughs> logo. So it almost did look like a Triforce, I guess. So I guess that's what made me think of it as a, a Zelda comparison. So yeah, that's true. I, I could see that for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it kind of looks interesting. It should be like a puzzle adventure type game, and so yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look a little bit more into it. Maybe see a few more trailers or something before I can make more definitive addition. Like a yeah choice on it yeah barry what are you thinking about rad to me it actually looks more like a diablo type game mm. um i i like it i like double fine um they've done some amazing games and uh i'm really 
intrigued. I hope they didn't show us all the mutations uh, in the trailer. I hope they kept quite a bit back. And I wonder, like, how, like, what corresponds to some some of those mutations. Like, if you do this, you're going to get the snake head. But if you do this, you're going to get the wings. And if you do this, you're going to get, you know, the different tail or something like that. And you can actually, like, look at a chart and go, oh, this is kind of what I want, as opposed to it being completely random and going, oh, I'm just farming this dungeon because I really want the wolf legs or whatever like that. Um, but yeah, I think it looks great. Uh, again, it's one of those, if I get a review copy, you know, I'll definitely play it. Um, but although if it doesn't get a physical, I'm just not going to have time for it, sadly. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it looks really pretty as well. I think that's this one of the ones that, uh, it's definitely going to pop on the, on the Nintendo switch screen for sure. And it's, uh, it's coming this summer. Uh, moving on to Katana zero, uh, developer digital, and ASCII, ASCII Soft um, have created this uh, stylish neo-noir action platformer that uh, features a breakneck action and instant death uh, combat. So players take on the role of an assassin, uh, the dragon, and they are to uh, basically slash and dash and manipulate time to unravel their past in a this brutal acrobatic display uh, sort of thing. And I believe if this is the correct one, I think uh, if you mess up, time actually reverses and it goes back to the beginning of the level. So you kind of have to like learn as you go. And if you mess up, you get to like try it over again, but actually like rewinds on screen and kind of goes back to the beginning of the level. Um, so what do you think about this, Mary? This is one that caught my attention, um, but not so much for me. Uh, it very much reminds me of Dead Cells, which mm. is a game, you know, I, I, I put in the Game of the Year awards last year. I played for a bit, but I have a friend who's really into Dead Cells, and I actually immediately thought of him. And after the showcase was over, I actually sent him a link and said, yeah, look at this game. You're probably going to want to play it. Um, it definitely looks like a speedrunner's fever dream. Um, that's for sure, especially where you just keep practicing over and over until you get that like a perfect run. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. So while it looks cool, getting hit and rewinding the entire level is one of those things that's going to piss me off uh, over and over and over again. And I know that, and I know that going into it, so it's going to be one of those I'm just going to skip, even though it does look amazing. And if that's the type of game you like, I highly, highly recommend just from that trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, that it would, I, I'm, I would not be, uh, enjoying that as well, but, but although like, if, like you said, if, if that's your type of game, this one does look like a really good one, but I'd get too ticked and, and would just put it down and never play it again. Um, <laughs> but Greg, uh, are those kind of games your, your kind of thing? No. So like, yeah, I don't really like trying to repeat stuff. I mean, I also not super, huge on the grinding especially when it's required so if like this is gonna like one hit and like instantly gotta start over like an entire level i mean i feel like that would just really frustrate the heck out of me i mean it looks incredible and before like i really realized that like with just a single hit could really end your run like that i was like man i'm for sure gonna buy this game this is like fun as heck so it's definitely a very impressive trailer and it nearly had me sold on it it's just i'm not usually one of the speed runners that tries to do like everything to the the t and get everything done perfectly so i think that's where i would (laughs) would have to draw the line and say like yeah i would love to enjoy it but 
I don't think that that genre is for me. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the ones that, uh, that I watch on my Twitch prime account um, and watch other people uh, fly through these levels. Cause I, I love watching other people like just hit every jump just perfectly and everything. But uh, yeah, it's too much work for me. Um, I want to enjoy video games. I don't want to have to work for them uh, <laughs> and, uh, and be punished for every little mistake that I make. <laughs> Uh, but uh, if you are interested in that, uh, it comes out April 18th. Um, moving on to Nuclear Throne. And this is a uh, come at my name, Vlambeer. Uh, it's a post, post-apocalyptic, this is a theme, uh, a post-apocalyptic roguelike top-down shooter. And it challenges players to fight their way through the wastelands uh, with powerful weaponry, collecting radiation to mutate some new limbs and abilities. And the game offers... Uh, 12 playable characters, seven playable main worlds, 30 ways to mutate characters, and more than 120 weapons. And uh, that game is actually already out. Uh, so uh, Nuclear Throne. Greg, is that, uh, is that one you already downloaded? You excited about it? Not yet. I mean, from the trailer, it did look kind of fun and intense. But again, I don't think that that genre is for me. I mean, it seems like it's just almost like a... It almost felt like a... Binding of Isaac slash like shooter type game where there's like the enemies are just constantly on screen and like there's lots of stuff going on at the same time. So usually like those super highly intensive games are the ones that I also don't really enjoy, especially if it requires like perfect precision dodging and getting out of the way. So I think that one's probably going to be a skip for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Barry, what do you think? Yep, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I didn't even realize it came out. Uh, I like those games, but again, uh, with so little time, I, I really had to prioritize. And unfortunately, the twin stick shooter games are, are lower on my uh, genre that I prefer. I do enjoy them. And if, you know, like they sent, said, here's a code, we want to give it a shot, I would totally give it a shot and give it a review. Um, but otherwise, just. There's no time. <laughs> yeah. Stop time, and I will play that game. That, that's my <laughs> promise to you. You freeze time, I will play your game. Guaranteed. You Just like Katana Zero. You gotta, I will play Katana Zero if they freeze to real-world time so I can yeah, play real it. Time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I also I enjoy the Twin Six shooters. I enjoy the top-down shooter stuff. But I find myself usually like coming across like one or two that I really enjoy, and then I just always go back to those and play like I don't really need new kind of uh, games in that genre a lot of times because there's always a challenge there. Um, so I often just kind of go back to those same ones I played before. Like uh, Geometry Wars is one of my favorites, and so I'll play Geometry Wars probably forever, um, even if they come out with with all these new games. Um, that's one that I'll I'll keep going back to. Um, but it's available. Um, you can get it now. Uh, moving on, we have Super Crate Box. Uh, this is. Uh, a uh, very basic um, game, like in terms of graphics and everything, but it's uh, it's coming to uh, to um, <laughs> to switch, and it's it's uh, it says, but it's going to bring back the glory of the golden arcade age uh, when all that really mattered was getting on the high score list, and the Nintendo Switch version will uh, include exclusive two player cooperative and competitive multiplayer for even more arcade mayhem. And you'll prepare for an arcade delight with tight controls, refreshing game mechanics, cracking retro art, and terribly hip chiptune soundtrack. 
Um, and that's going to be coming out uh, in April. Um, did you guys uh, did you check this out? Uh, Barry, what are, you, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, honestly, when they this was during that segment where they talked about like arcade classics and all that yeah. stuff, and I was like, oh my god, like, oh, we're we gonna get something really good here, and they showed this, and I, like that hype just deflated so badly, like, and I feel bad because the game is probably a ton of fun, uh, but it's not what I was expecting when I heard arcade classics. Yeah. Um. So, again, this is one of those things where I'm not gonna get it, but if it's what you like, then by all means. You know, you should yeah. you should give it a shot, but it's that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Greg, what do you think? Yep, I, I'm with Barry on that one. So like, it does look like it could be somewhat like fun to play, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get to, into some like arcade like style games. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool. I, I love uh, when they do bring the arcade style, you know, looking for the high score and stuff like that and compete with your friends and everything. I, I love that kind of concept because that that does if it's a game I enjoy, it drives me to play it more and more to beat um, be on the top of my friends list and maybe, um, you know, get as high as I can the worldwide list and stuff. Um, I don't know what the price is going to be like on this game. If it's low enough, I might check it out only because I'm always a, a sucker for a good uh, competitive game that uh, gives me a high score um so if it if it's low enough that it might be something i do um but yeah it's that's that's coming out uh, like i said in april um going along with the the arcade stuff uh we have Lambeer arcade with ultra bugs so Lambeer arcade is a collection of bite-sized games um it's got a growing catalog and it starts with ultra bugs it's a fast-paced high score centric game uh where players Pilot a switch, uh, or sorry, pilot a ship uh, on your switch uh, to fight endless space bugs. And the only problem with that is the blood bugs split into more space bugs when they are defeated. And so similar to like asteroids, if you will, um, sort of thing. And uh, yeah, it's basically uh, the shooter game. You you take out the the bugs and try to get the high score. And they're going to keep adding more and more arcade games uh, to this this. Um, this uh collection over time uh greg is this uh i know you, you talked about the the last one uh, is this enough arcade game for you to, to get you excited no i mean i did like classic like galaga and stuff but i was never really one to play like i never never still haven't played asteroids and um this one kind of reminded me of hold on we need to <laughs> what we need to, we need to stop the podcast stop what? the recording you've never played asteroids no. What? Oh, homework How assignment that time. Happen. Homework assignment time. <laughs> Woo! Wow! Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah. You, uh, all right. Um, all right. I got my first. All right, listeners, everybody, watch your viewers. We're just gonna take a deep breath with us. This is an easy one, though. Uh, and out. All right. me and strap me down. This isn't a hundred-hour epic, though. Asteroids, you can sit and play and enjoy in five, ten minutes, uh, and then you get addicted to it. But still, it's not one of those that you you need to sink hundreds of hours into. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Carry on. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like almost like the whatever Galaga Galaxian, but then you can kind of like rotate even further around, and then it just gets more intense from that. So I don't know. I was never really huge into like those like space arcade ones as much, but I mean, I did do really love Galaga and Galaxian, but some of the other ones, I think like Defender and um, what's 
I, there's one I can't think of that I never really cared for either, though. It's the one that has like the three little protective barriers at the space bottom. Space invaders. Is that? Oh, that is a space invaders. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Barry, I know you played uh, Asteroids, but uh, yes. is, is uh, this uh, this arcade collection and especially uh, Ultra Bugs going to get you? Still no. I mean, when I played Asteroids, I grew up with Asteroids. I grew up with all the, the you know, great Atari 2600, the Atari 8-bit actually is what I played on. And uh, I loved all those games. Um, but that was a different time. And now where I have a lot less time, and even even now, like playing Asteroids, it's a classic, but I'm only going to play it, you know, for five minutes and or so. And I'll be like, all right, you know, I got that little bit of nostalgia and that's all for me. So if I'm only going to play Asteroids, a game I, I, I grew up with and I have a, a thousand copies of in multiple different ways on multiple systems uh, for five minutes, then I'm probably only going to play this for like five minutes. Why am I going to spend my money on it when I'm already sunk down into getting the entire Switch physical library and that eats my money away? Yeah, I think a game like this and a collection like this um, really is, in my opinion, limited to your friends. Um, so if you have a lot of friends that are also into that sort of thing, and you're always competing with the high, you know, with the high score uh, stuff, then that could be intriguing enough to get you on there and keep playing. And your friend beats your high score, and you want to get higher and that sort of thing. But um, but if it's just myself, I don't know if it's going to be that exciting. I mean, I might try it if if the price is right. Um, I might jump on there and see. Um, is this a is this a collection that's out on other systems? Do we know that? I kind of got I the feeling looked. that it is, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I don't. yeah. So, oh, but if it is, I can probably check on the price. So, <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you know this in the chat, let us let us know. Do some do some research for us. Um, some of you guys might have already played this before, so um, let us know. But uh, yeah, that's that's coming out later this year, and then we got a game called My Friend Pedro. And uh, this is an odd game. <laughs> it looks it looks really good. Um, it's got some cool graphics, uh, but uh, it's all it's from uh, Devolver Digital and Dead Toast, and they uh, they have this this game that's uh, they say it's all about friendship and imagination and one man's struggle to obliterate anyone in his path at the behest of a sentient banana <laughs> and. That's exactly what I read. I read that verbatim. That's that's how they describe it. Uh, so players unleash a torrent of destruction with an incredible uh, level of control over both their weapons and their body. They can twist, and it's like this acrobatic uh, jumping around and shooting and kind of a ninja-like uh, side-scroller. And um, this reminds me kind of a little bit of a, of a game that was supposed to come out, I believe, on Wii U that we, we interviewed a guy at PAX East a few years ago called Neon Ninja. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of that. I know that that guy's uh, still working on that game, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. Brandon just said what a waste of potassium um, in the chat. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, are you guys excited about this game? I, I kind of am. Barry, what do you think? Uh, this is actually a game that uh, I've known about for a while because it was shown at uh, Devolver Digital's E3 press conference, uh, which I still think you guys haven't actually watched, and you really, you really need I to totally watch that. forgot. So now you I'm totally too. need to watch that. Their yeah. their their E3 press conference is definitely one last year, and and I can't wait to see what they do this year. But it was shown, and what's interesting is that this is, I believe, a console exclusive. I think it is on PC. 
as well, but I think Switch is the only console for this, mm-hmm. which is nice to see, especially if you watch um, Devolver Digital's E3 press conferences and how non-Nintendo those conferences are, to have them be like, oh yeah, our console exclusive is on Nintendo. Like It's just so funny, uh, and I'm so happy to see it, because it looked weird and interesting and out there um, last year at E3, and it still looks weird and out there and interesting and again this is one if i got the code or physical i would totally do it and i encourage if this is your type of game to play it because it looks great um but it is still no time <laughs> poor pedro no time uh, i'll vote pedro, for him though not, you're not voting for pedro oh, you're well, voting just i will playing. vote for him yeah. but but from the sidelines i'll hold that sign up you know like vote for pedro but i'm hold not your banana it. yeah with a banana in the other hand yeah there you go, Greg. What do you think about uh, this? This uh, your friend Pedro. It just kind of reminds me of like when Awada looked at those bananas. Just like, <sighs> that's what he meant. <laughs> Foreshadow. <laughs> uh, this isn't really my style of game. I mean, I just saw like all the guns and just shooting everything. I like, can shoot both sides, and I don't know. It's a little too out there for me. It's. I mean, it's great that it's coming to Switch, and maybe hopefully it stays a Switch ex- uh, console exclusive, but its I already know it's not for me, so I'm looking at the trailer. Yeah. I almost kind of get the opinion of it, or the idea that it could be kind of like a, a Deadpool kind of game. <laughs> sort of reminds me of like just like that kind of out there humor and then guns flying and ninja-like stuff. Um, you could easily just that. replace Deadpool. Um, so that is going to be out in June. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's a system exclusive on Nintendo switch, uh, creature in the well, uh, was a, it's a, another game they showed off that's coming this summer and uh, flight school studio, um, challenges players to, and this top down pinball inspired hack and slash dungeon crawler. So yeah, that's exactly like it. That's just so odd, but kind of interesting to me i don't think i'll play it but it was enough for me to look into it because i don't think i've ever played a game or heard about a game that involves this hack and slash stuff but pinball mechanics um so it's kind of a top-down-esque uh sort of thing similar to like the the zelda games like that um but yeah it's hack and slash with with pinball mechanics uh greg uh is is this intriguing enough for you to uh to be downloading it this summer yeah, I mean, if there's obviously the code, I'll gladly take it and offer the review. But if the price is right on this one, it might end up being like a purchase for me. I mean, I do kind of like dungeon crawlers, and especially when it has some like interesting mechanics. It's, I mean, I know like it'll do has kind of dove around with like the bouncing and reflecting shots off and stuff, kind of like a pinball like thing. But there's like obviously a full fledged game around those mechanics, so. I do think it would be kind of an interesting one to try out if the price is right for me. So, yeah, Barry, uh, what about this one? This looks really interesting because I love pinball, and uh, it kind of reminds me of another pinball style game, which Yoki, Yoki's Island Express, which I have, I just haven't played, and it's one of those where I know I want to play this. But I also know I'm probably not going to. <laughs> and I hate that. It's like a super theme of this whole thing because it's all mostly digital <laughs> stuff. And and I hate I hate this just no time. And there's just too many games. I mean, there really are too many games. 
Uh, and it's so funny because I, I think back to the end of the N64 and there was like nothing to play. And the end of the GameCube and there was nothing to play. The end of the Wii, there was nothing to play. And then three-fourths of the Wii U life cycle and there was nothing to play. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my God, I can't take it. There's too many games. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Good problems to have for sure. Problems. Definitely good yeah. problems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that comes out later uh, this summer. And uh, we also found out about a, a sequel uh, to a little game called Blaster Master Zero. Um, so it's uh, it's finally coming out. Uh, actually, it's out already. Um, so you can get the the sequel to Blaster Master Zero, which is called Blaster Master Zero Two, of all things. And um, yeah, basically, uh, Jason and Eve must venture into the depths of space to stop the mutant infection that's slowly corrupting Eve's body. And um, thankfully, stopping the mutant outbreaks is Jason's specialty. And so you're actually going to be able to uh, continue that story and everything. Um, I was uh, I never played Blaster Master Zero. Uh, so when this came on, I was excited that it, that it got a sequel. Um, but I, I wasn't like excited because I wanted to carry on and figure out what was going to happen next or anything like that. I remember playing the original Blaster Master uh, a little bit on, on NES, but, uh, but I actually didn't pick up Blaster Master Zero. Um, I was actually intrigued at the very beginning i was like how why are they, they going to call this one so like the sequel but they ended up going with the the whole zero two thing um barry i you're a pretty big fan of blaster master aren't you uh yeah actually uh i got blaster master zero uh one of the launch titles for the switch i got that as a code or if it wasn't launch it was like early weeks and i couldn't couldn't play it for a while thanks to a little game called breath of the wild but uh, i did get around to it and i did beat it uh i didn't get i don't think i got the perfect ending i didn't 100 percent it but i did beat it and i had a lot of fun with it and i was intrigued when i saw this i was like oh a sequel you know and it was out today and i was like oh cool you know like that's really great and i'm like you know what when I played it, it was right after Breath of the Wild. It was a little bit of a lulls. I did that. I did I Am Satsuna, and then I did you know I did Blaster Master Zero, and I was like, oh, this is great. There's there's a lull of games, but it's it's working like one game into the other into the other. You know, Mario Kart was coming out soon. I was like, all right, I'm good. Now it's just like, why now? There's so many games, <laughs> no time to play it. I was like, I haven't even opened Yoshi yet. So no, <laughs> I'm I'm I want to play it. I know it's out. I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, maybe down the road. I know. I know there was a release. Uh, it seems like there might be a leaked release that Blaster Master Zero is getting a physical, which means I'll be double dipping on it. So if that's getting a physical, I'm gonna hope that Blaster Master Zero Two gets one, or it's a combo with two games in the same physical package. Uh, in which case, then I will happily get it, and then I will play it. Cool. Cool. Greg, what are you thinking about uh, Blaster Master Zero Two? Well, I'm feeling this can get me another homework assignment. <laughs> I've never played Blaster Master. I've never played Blaster Master Zero. Well, Blaster Master Zero is a remake of the oh, original yeah. Blaster Master. I know. I was just kind of prefacing by saying I haven't, I haven't played the series, but after like watching the trailer, it looks like something that I would greatly enjoy. So that being said, it might have me turn into checking out the originals and even the first game so you would like it it's a metroidvania yep that's yep i do love that genre and i've already watched the trailer a couple times and it just looks very incredible so it might be something that i go download very soon 
Yeah, I'm hoping that they uh, they actually put Blaster Master on the NES online. I don't know if they will because um, it might take away from Zero because it's kind of the same. It's not. I mean, clearly it's a remake, but um, but it'd be cool if they uh, eventually put that on on NES online. Um, but uh, kind of moving forward, we got a lot more games to talk about because they covered so much. Um, oh, before we do, uh, yeah, Brandon's saying if you haven't played Blaster Master Zero, you should also play Math Blaster Three: The Search for the Spots. Um, it is a totally different series, but uh, but yeah, it's no kind of similar no, similar thing, isn't it? No, that's a joke. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. I've heard of. <laughs> Blaster, Blaster is like an educational program. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like DK math? <laughs> Caught me off guard. Oh, stop with the, stop the, with April, Fool the, the April Fool's jokes. I'm so focused on stuff. Caught me, <laughs> caught me off guard. I can't even talk anymore. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I'll talk to oh, him that later. Good. Uh, that was so, good. You, you don't touch him. I'm protecting him now. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway you should still play math, math blaster uh so pine 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 looks like an interesting game it's from congregate and uh twirl bound and it's like this stirring open world adventure with uh beautiful biomes to explore and puzzles to solve and secrets to discover uh similar style of like maybe kind of like zelda sort of thing but uh not exactly but kind of like that um the open world adventure and uh the island's factions uh trade and fight with each other over food and territory while hugh um the main character uh learns about ways to influence the ecology in search of a new home for the humans. And uh, this game is going to come out in August. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's probably not going to be when I pick up, um, but it looks kind of cool. Um, what do you think about this, Greg? That, it does look kind of cool. So I do kind of have dabbled into the open world style games ever since uh, Breath of the Wild and Skyrim. But I don't know if I'll have a lot of time to play it. That's where it comes down to like everything looks and sounds really cool. I just don't know if I'll be able to dedicate all this time into it though. So, I mean, I'll definitely be something on my radar and I'll look into it and see what other kind of games are coming around like in August and the rest of the year. So yeah, I mean, I know fire emblem will be in um, July, so I don't know. I'll have to take a look. Cool. What do you think, Barry? It's just one of those that's not for me. It didn't it didn't grip me from the trailer. And if it didn't grip me from the trailer, unless I hear amazingly stellar reviews and I like hear you need to play this game with a copy, uh it, it's not getting in my switch. Not anytime soon. <laughs> in no time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does I mean it, it it seems like a cool game, but it's it didn't really it didn't have anything that like made it stand out to make me go oh that's awesome i gotta play it. it it seemed cool but that was about it and uh and like you said like in the day and age where we have so many games to play i need something that's gonna grab me that's like stands out that's different than everything else um or or take something that i've known and makes it even better um this kind of seems like just another open world adventure game that is probably going to be good but uh but it's probably like a lot of other ones out there but if uh, you want to check it out, it does come out in August. Uh, moving on, we got Blood Roots. Um, Blood Roots is from Paper Cult, and it's an ultra-violent uh, 
twisted Western revenge tale with a deranged cast of characters. Um, betrayed and left for dead, Mr. Wolf is hell-bent on finding his attacker and exacting revenge. Players can choreograph spe- spectacular bloody combos by making use of everything around them, from hatchets to ladders to carrots um and this game actually comes out uh on the switch this summer um it's kind of like this top down sort of view um as well and uh it the colors pop it looks the i love the art style of this game um but uh yeah i, I this is one that i'm gonna keep my eye on i think uh in the future uh what do you think greg i don't know it didn't really look like it was uh my cup of tea at all so i was kind of looking over the trailer just now and it just didn't seem like anything really stuck out to me i mean i'm not really into like the ultra violent games and stuff like that so i don't know i don't think this will be one that i will look too much into so the trailer didn't exactly grab me as barry has put it for the previous game so Yeah, that was my overall first impression. Yeah, it's interesting that it's so violent, but it's also like very cartoony. Um, yeah. Barry, what do you think? Two words, no time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a running running theme here, and it's very much so because, again, it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Uh, you just don't have the time to sit and play it. And uh, and again, digital only right now, it's, uh, it's pretty much an instant turnoff at that point. Gotcha. Well, how about a little game called Overland? Uh, Finji is uh, come bringing this game from Adam Saltzman, uh, the creator of Cannibalt, um, if you're familiar with that game. And uh, in this turn-based survival game, players take care of a group of travelers in a post-apocalyptic Wait, another post-apocalyptic wow. <laughs> world. Uh, it's a road trip across the United States, though. This time they're they're on the road, and uh, they're going to fight off scary creatures, rescue stranded survivors, and scavenge for supplies and and all that stuff. And this game comes out this fall. Uh, it kind of has this uh, grid-based kind of uh, I, I think it's isometric. Is that the the right term for that? Like this third third person kind of slanted view um, on it. Uh, I'm not excited at all about this game, actually. Barry, what do you think? Nope. Didn't grab me. Didn't look interesting. And again, no time. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? I mean, I do kind of like the concept of like the turn-based and like the grid-based systems. It's very Fire Emblem-esque. But I don't know. Like The gameplay didn't look like it was terribly enjoyable to me. So I think it yeah. might be an easy hard pass as well. Yeah. It looks uh, looks kind of boring, actually. Um, to me, um, I think I'd rather take that, that road trip myself instead of living it, um, in a video game. Um, but not in a post-apocalyptic world that, that'd be, it'd be better. You know, now I just want to take a road trip across the United States. Um, and then I can come visit, uh, all you guys along the way. Uh, right. Moving on. <laughs> just a few more before we get to the big one. Uh, Darkwood. Uh, Acid, Wiz- Acid Wizard Studio and uh, Crunching Koalas um, are bringing this survival horror uh, game in East Central Europe um, in a forest possessed by an unknown evil for- forces that uh, corrupt all the inhabitants in the woods, people, animals, and even the plants. And players can get a uh, new powers by extracting a strange essence from the mutated fauna and flora and injecting it into their bloodstream. 
Um, and there's a bunch of jump scares and horror tricks and everything throughout this game. It seems like a, we have some themes going on, both a post-apocalyptic worlds and this mutating thing that kind of keeps coming back up in all these games. I don't know if there's anything with that. Um, but uh, I'll say up front, I don't know if this game is for me at all. Um, it seems like it's just one of those that's going to be a bunch full of a bunch of uh, jump scares and and like it says, the horror tricks and things like that. It seems kind of odd, like the views, and I'm not really sure if I'll enjoy it at all. But uh, what do you think, Greg? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I never really got into the even like Resident Evil. So like, I know this is more of like a top down version of that. I don't think that's quite my, uh, genre of choice either. So I'm not really into like the super horror and scary like games. So it's almost like a easier, hard pass for me. Yeah. How about you, Barry? Uh, I just did this. Um, just (laughs) going to show this up here. No time. Nope. No time. Very nice. Even if you did have time, would you actually be excited about this one? Uh, yeah, honestly, no. No, I do not like <laughs> horror games at all. Uh, I am not a fan of horror. Uh, I, I mean, I played like the Resident Evil, like the early Resident Evils, and they were okay. But yeah, this, like, this is one that even if the developer was like, "Here's a code. Do you really want to play it?" I'd be like, "No, <laughs> no, I really don't. I'm sorry. It just does not interest me." Yeah. Jakester said you should make that into a t-shirt. I agree. I agree. We should put that on our uh, little store. By the way, you can buy your own Nintendo Fuse t-shirt, just like yeah, Greg just is wearing right there. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't say no time on there, but maybe that maybe we'll add another one on our store. And, no time. Uh, just no time. No time. Too many games, not enough time. Uh, all right. If you do, or if you are interested in that, you can pick it up in May. Um, download that. Uh, but also, we get a game called Neo Cab, and you're going to be uh, <laughs> your your fellow travel traveler and uh, chance chance agency. Um, messing up these names altogether but fellow traveler and chance agency are bringing this game that's uh, it's an emotional survival game again about staying human in a world disrupted by automation and uh lena is the last human driver on the neo neon drenched streets of los ojas ojas california ojas I think it's Ohas because I think that J is a, an A sound um, and it interacts with a uh, driver, a diverse cast of characters with individual story arcs. And you basically need to balance your income and sustain a positive rating as you're a, a cab driver. Um, and, and also you have to uh, figure out like what's going on with uh, Lena's job and, and, and reunite her with her best friend, Savvy, and who's gone missing. Um, so uh, it's kind of like another post-apocalyptic, even though they didn't say it. It's, it's basically what it is. And, um, yeah. Um, Greg, any interest? It's like uh, Uber the game. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You got to maintain that star rating. That's super important, you know. <laughs> um, I guess all jokes aside, it didn't really kind of – grab me either so it's along with Barry's uh, future prediction of no time um, I don't know it did kind of in another sense it did kind of remind me of like late shift that we all three of us had played for a game chat but this obviously is not like a first person view it kind of seems like it could be like a pick your own adventure type game you have to pick the right patrons to get into the car and I don't know like in each for the prize like a dozen different endings you can get by the characters that you 
pick up and whatnot. So I don't know. It doesn't really seem right for me unless like all three of us get a code to enjoy it together. So <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm there with you, uh, with you, Greg. Uh, what about you, Barry? This game actually you got time for this one, right? This game intrigues oh, yeah? me. Um, I really like the concept of it. I actually really enjoy Late Shift, even though it was really just a movie. Um, I really enjoy Late Shift. I've done that multiple times, and this is one that intrigues me. This is one where the developer said, here's a code I will gladly play. However, <laughs> I say however, without a code... As much as this looks intriguing, I have to go with no time. <laughs> nice. Nice. We just see someone needs to make that a meme. Just screenshot <laughs> that right there and no time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But if you if you do have time, you can pick it up uh, this this summer uh, when it comes out on Switch. And uh, next to last, we have Swim Sanity. And this is from Decoy Games. And uh, you basically take this deep dive as a multiplayer underwater shooter with action-packed co-op versus uh, game modes, um, all supported on online and local play. And this game comes with an ocean of content, uh, 150, more than 150 challenges across eight different modes. And you can toggle between classic dual stick shooter uh, controls or motion aiming. Um, whether you're playing locally or online, and it comes out this summer. Uh, this is actually one that uh, that I, I'm definitely looking into, um, especially with the multiplayer aspect. Online could be a blast to play um, with you guys. Uh, I, that this could be this could be one I could make time for. Um, Barry, it, what about you? This is one of those games uh, that. As I was watching it, I, I do enjoy 2D shmups. I really do. And the more I watched this, I said, this is really cool. And this is another one where it's like, hey, if a code came along, I, I would gladly give this a shot. I would do a game chat. But unfortunately, <laughs> there's probably no chance in that happening. And therefore... Why? Why? Man? No time. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Too bad, too bad. Greg, what, what do you think? Yeah, like the shmups are kind of fun and interesting, but I don't usually have tons of people to play, like at least locally that is. So it might be one of those games, if like all three of us are able to play it together, it could be very enjoyable. So I would potentially take code if we were all offered multiple, multiple of them, but I don't think it's a game that I would very much play by myself at all because it looks like a lot more fun to be played with others so yeah yeah I think uh yeah if this if if we could definitely get some people that uh we could play with this is that's a definite buy for me um on its own like you said very or Greg I I I wonder if if I would enjoy it as much if I was playing it on my own I think this might be one of those that I need to play with with uh with some friends so but uh yeah it comes out this summer and uh the Nindy Showcase capped off with one more announcement uh, that I think um, I'm, I'm going to assume here. I think I'm assuming correctly that no one saw coming. And um, yeah, they, they pulled this kind of out of nowhere. Uh, we saw a game called Cadence of Hyrule, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer featuring the Legend of Zelda. And uh, other than it being um, up there for a a type of um a game that has may compete for the longest title ever um it's uh it brings this 
the concept of Zelda and into the world of the, of the crypt of the Necrodancer. And uh, I'm just going to read this to you uh, like I have the other ones. And um, if you haven't seen it, be sure to check it out. But it says in the latest rhythmic action adventure from Brace Yourself Games, you can actually uh, you can enjoy the gameplay of Crypt of the Necrodancer in the setting of the Legend of Zelda series as Link or Princess Zelda. Uh, you can explore randomly generated overworld and dungeons on a quest to save Hyrule and beat every uh, and every beat of the 25 remixed Zelda tunes um, as in a cha- as a chance to move, attack, defend, and more. For modern looking Linels, that might be pronounced that right, Linels to Hyrulean soldiers. Of old players must master the instinctive movements of each pixel art enemy and strategically outstep them in rhythmic combat using an arsenal of iconic items from the Legend of Zelda series, as well as the spells and weapons from Crypt of the Necrodancer. And that is coming this spring. Um, I I don't think it's going to be as surprising as Greg never playing Asteroids, but I have actually never played Crypt of the Necrodancer or anything in that series or anything. So uh, while I was excited that uh, that Zelda characters are actually coming to another game, an indie game of all things, um, I was not as, as excited as some people would be um, because I, I'm not into the series. Uh, but I have I have this feeling that Barry might be a big fan of this one. Uh, am I am I correct? This is one of those that I've never played Crypt of the Necromancer either. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've never played it. Self-public uh, assignment. <laughs> but uh, but I, as I was watching this, I started. I realized right away. I said, "This music is familiar," and Link's Awakening is my favorite Zelda game of all time. And I immediately realized this was Telltale Heights. And I was like, why are they playing Tato Heights? Like, this is maybe it's just something that sounds like it. And as I got closer, I'm like, nope, nope, this is it. This is it. Oh my God, this is a great remix. Oh my God. And then I saw Link and Zelda. I'm like, holy crap, like, what are they doing? So, this is one of those titles I am praying that somebody up there will give this a physical release. However, this is going to be one of those rare exceptions that I will actually purchase a digital title. And yes, I will be playing this one. <laughs> oh, man. I, we need to have, like, like things just falling from the sky right now. It's, this, is a, this is a hallmark occasion right now. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, I will be playing this one. Now, I'm going to try to play it at launch, but I can't guarantee because no time. But I will do my best to play it at launch. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Greg, are, have you actually uh, have you played uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer or anything like that before? And and uh, are not, you excited about this one? I I have not played Crypt of the uh, Necromancer either. Um, I've never really played a whole lot of the rhythmic games just because it didn't seem like it would be my cup of tea. So I've kind of stayed away from like Rhythm Heaven and Rhythm Mix games and all those kinds of games that being said this one does intrigue me because i do really enjoy the legend of zelda so i might be willing to give this one a shot and see if that might interest me more in the genre as a whole i do really love a lot of the zelda music and just being able to play as like link and zelda seems like it'd be really cool and hopefully it's something i can get into without having too much struggles with it so yeah yeah yeah, I uh, 
I actually, like, I, I, I didn't realize it was much of a, uh, a rhythm game until I started looking into it afterwards. Um, I actually just thought it was kind of an adventure game and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And they got Zelda characters. And I was, I was more intrigued until I find I found out it was more of a rhythm game. And I was like, eh, I don't really know if it's like that anymore. Um, but if it was just straight up adventure, I would be a lot more excited about it. Yeah. I- Definitely agree with that. I mean, I just saw it got them like hopping to the beats and like, oh, this sounds like it could be very painful to <laughs> try to get through. So yeah, I think the the remixed songs though, that's pretty cool. If they should just release those like as a separate album, I I totally get it. Um, I mean, if if the only way to get that music is to play the game, then I might have to be forced to to get it. But because uh, the the music sounds great. I would. I just hope they at least have a sound menu where we can actually listen to all of it without having to unlock it. <laughs> That's true. Just just buy the game just to go to the menu and play it. Yeah. It just feel like just like Smash Brothers for some people, right? Because some That's people true. just you can just play the Smash Brothers music while you're walking around with your Switch. Yeah. Um, I'm awake is uh, Brandon again, but uh, he's he's pretty excited about uh, about the game. He's he's a fan of the of that uh, that series as well. And um, yeah, and you guys are talking in the chat there, Barry. But um, I th- did it, did it actually get a release on on Vita and PS4? I'm, I'm looking uh, right now. Um, I do not see anything about it actually getting a physical release. Um, okay. Maybe it's coming from Limited Run, and it's just one of those that are coming out uh, later this year. Um, in which case, then I will be picking it up. But uh, as of now, from everything I'm seeing, it does not have a physical release. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. But uh, but yeah, like you said, it, you might actually uh, just download it instead to, to to go against everything. I, w- I won't. I won't be downloading the original, but I will be doing this, and I'll be praying like when the Nintendo survey comes out or whatever. It'll just be like physical release now. Like that's all be. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be a big outcry for physical release on this. Yeah. If yeah. if they don't do it, limited run probably will say Nintendo let us do this. People want it. I will offer my firstborn. How's that? Let's go. I, my wife will kill me for that. But let's, <laughs> oh, you know. oh, oh man, that's this is recorded forever now. <laughs> yeah, this is recorded. Yes. Yeah. No. He didn't say firstborn. What? I didn't. I didn't. Never said that. That's true. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, so what do you guys think? Just in general, as we wrap up uh, this podcast, what what do you guys think about uh, the Nintendo Showcase as a whole? Was the was it something that excited you overall, or was it kind of just meh, somewhere in between? Um, what do you think, Greg? I mean, overall, I think it's usually kind of the normal like Nintendo's thing. I mean, there's usually only a few takeaway games. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to get those right when they come out, and then. I feel like that's usually the case as it goes through. So I don't think there's any way you can say, like, oh, my gosh, like everything is so awesome and great. But then again, I mean, this is another huge section of games, and it's great that all these games are going to be gracing Nintendo's platform. So it's very much appreciated just to see all these different developers getting thrown their hat in and getting some of the Switch pie out of it. So. I will try to check out as many as I can, but obviously with Barry's uh, theme of the episode, no time, it's <laughs> a lot of them will have to be either get a review code to be forced to make the time or it just gets added into the backlog. So, yeah. Yeah. Barry, uh, what do you think of this, this showcase? 
I'm, I, you know, I've watched all the Nindies directs, and I usually go into them with, I'll probably see some cool games. I'll have no time for those games, so I won't play them, and they'll most likely be digital only. Therefore, I also won't play them. Um, but it's just interesting to see what's out there. Um, and seeing Cuphead was a big step in the right direction towards all those Microsoft rumors. I'm really intrigued to see what E3 brings us, if this is hopefully just the tip of the iceberg, uh, and I hope this isn't all there is to it. Um, but, you know, going through, it was typical fair. It was, this looks really great. I would love to play this. I don't have the time for it. It's digital only, not going to play it. Or this doesn't look interesting to me, so therefore, whatever. Uh, but then at the end, I totally turned that around. That that was something that I didn't expect, and that is a pretty big deal. Uh, this is definitely a sign that this new Nintendo is willing to let their franchises be given out and it's you know that they did it with ubisoft with marion rabbits and starlink but this is an indie developer and this is the zelda franchise and outside of the terrible phillips developed cdi games uh which we were referring to before the last time they let another developer do zelda uh, outside of Hyrule Warriors 2, because that was a spinoff, was Capcom with the Oracle games and Minish Cap. And those were great games. And I never understood why they never let Capcom do any more. Uh, oh, the Four Swords they did too. I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, but that was it. Uh, they should totally uh, add more in there. And they should let Capcom do more. So to see this, this I think could be the beginning of a new step for Nintendo. And they stated they wanted a Zelda game every year. I know that's going to be hard to do unless they count remakes or re-releases. But if they can let other developers do it. I mean, you look at Sonic Mania. Those were Sonic fans making a Sonic game, and it was so much better than Sonic Forces, which was made by Sonic Team. So not saying Nintendo doesn't make good Zelda games, because they absolutely do. But imagine like some Zelda fans getting together uh, and just making an official Zelda title. Like that would be huge, especially with like Miyamoto overseeing it or something. I'm I just really hope that this is the beginning of something new. Yeah, those are all really good points for sure. Um, looks like I'm Wick said he thought the uh, overall impression of the presentation was great. Good surprises. Looking forward to knowing. Um, they will be good. And Jakester says that I don't watch the Nindies a lot, but Cuphead and Crypt and the Red Lantern game got him pretty hyped. And uh, yeah, all of those games look great. Um, I think the biggest thing was there was kind of a, even though there were some themes of mutations and, and post-apocalyptic worlds, um, a lot of the games were very different from each other. And so I think that was really cool for me to see just like the variety of games that are going to be out there on the Switch. And uh, I, I kept thinking about um, our, our Game of the Year um, awards. Like this this year, it could be a, a tight race for the indies uh, category for us because there's so many um, great indie titles that are that are coming out to the switch and I'm sure that there's going to be even more that that come out that we don't know about yet and uh, so it should be uh, like you said it's there's so many great games um, not enough time and that's that's a good problem to have for sure um, very different than the uh, than the Wii U situation that we had on our hands I think this is I don't think we've seen something like this since I don't know, like the almost like the Super Nintendo or something, because I don't remember having this many games in the backlog and already knowing, like, oh my god, like this, like Yoshi just came out a couple days ago. Fire Emblem's coming in July. Mario Maker Two's in June. I mean, it's like I've still got all these games that I still have to play, and then there's still all these even more games that are coming up that I want to play. So 
I don't, yeah. I cannot think of any time where we've had this many types of games that we really want coming up so soon, along with all these other ones that are coming out, like as it comes up and not having all this time to play them. So let's just, also realize this Nintendo had a direct in February. Nintendo will have a direct in June for E3. That leaves April as the middle month in between. This month is also a month we have not two, but three podcasts. And what typically happens after we have a podcast (laughs) is there's a Nintendo Direct. Will we have a Nintendo Direct in this month to add even more games to play? (laughs) That's true. I'm thinking, ooh, <laughs> they have they been doing them on a Wednesday lately, or could we see one in on a Tuesday? I think we could see one any day, to be honest. So yeah. I'm thinking April 30th. April 30th, it could happen. You think that close to E3 instead of more like towards the middle of the month? Yeah, because E3 is in June. Just, the be- it's the true. Of June. It's kind of beginning. They might be April 16th, but I feel like it's less than a month away from the Nindy Showcase. Would they? Would they be so close? I think it might actually be that week between. So they may actually finally not do one right after our podcast. They may actually shoot for that week, maybe around the 23rd, 23rd, 24th or something like that. So between the last two or the two, uh, the last two of this month of the podcast we do maybe like that, that fourth week. There could be a direct mini. They've done those before too. Mm, That's true. And we have to have more information about smash brothers at some point. Oh yeah, that's supposed to happen this month, right? The three point mm-hmm. update. So there's probably you know, going to be some uh, update that like, oh, it's coming, but we don't know what's in the update. <laughs> yeah, so that that very well could be a direct mini to talk about that this month. That's true. Jakester's hoping for uh, Persona Five um, yeah. announcement to go along with the uh, with Joker, um, which could have been a perfect time to talk about it today, since you know it's it's the day for Joker's, but apparently. Uh, like like we always say, I mean, it's other than not enough time. Uh, we also say that, but we <laughs> um, say like only only time will tell. Yes. Uh, so who knows? I mean, you might wake up tomorrow and and uh, Nintendo goes, oh, Nintendo fused to another podcast. Time to time to tell everybody to note another uh, Nintendo Direct. So it's yeah, just coming on Wednesday the third. <laughs> <laughs> it could. For all watch, it happens. I'll be like called it. <laughs> it really could. Well, guys, I know that uh, we, we've talked a lot about games coming up. Um, anything else other than Yoshi that we're, we're hoping to uh, to play uh, until we talk again on April 15th? Any uh, any, any big games you're gonna, you're hoping for, uh, Barry? Yeah, it came out already. Uh, Dragon Marked by Death, which came out the same week as Yoshi last week. Um, it's a game I've been looking forward to a lot. A friend of mine plays it, and I was waiting for the physical, and it came out. And I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to play it. Oh, totally no time. And I have it now. So it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Still not enough time. <laughs> Still no time, and I want to play this one. <laughs> nice. Uh, Greg, uh, any any other games you're hoping to play over the next couple weeks? Well, maybe I'll have to take my homework assignment and play some Asteroids. I don't know. <laughs> I think you should. You should, really. I'll have to see what kind of platform. Is, wait, is it, is it on the Atari collection? That's it on is. Switch? Yeah, you get you like go. three, at least three different versions of, of it on the Atari collection. So there you go, Greg. You play it right in your Switch. Sweet. It's true. And a whole lot more games on there. So I, I actually oh. recommend that. I did a review. You can check out the review. Yeah, I'll have to see what other games are on there. I mean, I, there might be a few that I've played, but I never had an Atari, so unless they were actually physical arcade cabinets, then I probably played a number of them. But 
Not then all. you might enjoy it. Yeah. Steve says he likes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve's great <laughs> collection. <laughs> yeah, all but, right. Yeah, other than that, um, maybe Blaster Master Zero might push me over the edge to get it, but I'll have to see. Nice. Is there a demo? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, they did not, a demo but... for the first one, right? Because I think uh, I, I downloaded the demo, but I haven't played it yet. <laughs> yeah, well, he would play the first before the second. So download the demo of the first then, Greg. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about so many games tonight, so it's about time to wrap that up. Uh, but be sure before you head out uh, from watching and listening this podcast, be sure to subscribe. We would love your subscription, uh, whether that's on YouTube whether you're watching us uh, live or after the fact, we would love your subscription and we would love for you to hit that bell so you can be alerted every about every new video that we post. And uh, if you're listening to this after the fact on uh, your podcast apps of choice, be sure to subscribe there. And if you know someone else that loves Nintendo, loves gaming, and would love to uh, to listen to this podcast, be sure to just share it out there uh, with friends, share us on social media. And speaking of social media, if you're not following Nintendo Fuse, be sure to do that. We would love to connect with you guys outside of the podcast. We love chatting with you in the in the the chat room uh during our live shows but we would love to connect with you outside of that as well throughout the week so um be sure to follow us on facebook instagram twitter we're on there we also have that facebook group we would love for you to join as well just search for nintendo fuse and it'd be easy to find and uh be sure to check out nintendofuse.com for a bunch of other reviews and news and and all that sort of thing thanks guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the nintendo fuse podcast we'll be back on april 15th with another live episode right here on YouTube so be sure to uh, get your taxes done ahead of time I guess and then you can watch uh, the Nintendo Fuse podcast um, at, at least if you're in the United States I don't know about other countries um, but uh, yeah Greg Barry it's been great to, to chat games with you again tonight yes always a pleasure have a great night guys all right we'll see you next time happy gaming no time